Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Real Rant, the place where we like to rant about the real stuff. My name is Brendan McGee, and sitting across from me on occasions is the bald, bearded man. Who are you, dude? Matt Herring, and as always, it's good to be here. It is very good to be here, indeed. Praise the almighty Game of Thrones gods and the Fire Lord. What Praise the uh, the old gods and the new? The old gods and the new. And the, what is the Fire lady? Lord of Light. Lord of Light. The Lord of the Light, who in my opinion is probably the only god, because he's the only one that intervenes, really, at all. Well, I mean, like, the old gods do stuff when Bran is over the wall or something, and, like, trees cry blood sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, but we have another person here as well with us ah! on the show this week. Oh, we do. Uh, sorry, I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> Also, on occasions, we have, for the first time in a while, actually, because he has been a busy, busy man, uh, but still sexy as always, the spectacle with spectacles. However, today, he is not wearing spectacles. You are not. Who is it? Who are you, dude? I'm <laughs> Nick Carter Debian, and I am not wearing spectacles today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I took that away from you. That's do, okay. Do you want to run that again, or are we good? We, I, leave, we leave it in? Whatever you want. If we'll you... do it live. Okay. I don't know. Well, we should, we'll, we'll keep the first one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to screw with it. I maybe have leave this stuff in, too, because it's kind of funny. Hey, Brendan. Hey, what's going on? You're not going to believe this. What's going on? I think we have another guest with us in the studio today. No Where? way. I didn't open. I actually didn't open the door for this person. We left the door open all day today because it was trying to get the air in because I was sick. I but, walked right in. Yeah. Anyways, uh, sorry. Who else do we have? Time to bust out the knockoff controller because player four has entered the room. Who do we got? Emily Mead. How's it going, Emily? Good. Good. That's awesome. All right. Uh, yeah, we've got the we've got. Well, not everybody. Corey's not here tonight. Well, I mean, he didn't watch the finale. So. He didn't watch the last episode of the, one of the most important shows of all time. Uh, uh, what show would that be, by the way? Uh, probably Peaky Blinders. If we're being completely honest, <laughs> uh, that we're watching that we're talking about today. Oh, the one we're talking about today. Yeah. Damn. Uh, what are we talking about today? Wait, we're not talking about Peaky Blinders? I thought we were talking about Peaky Blinders. No, no, no. I thought we were talking about Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are all very confused, because I thought we were talking about Star Trek, The Next Generation. This will be like that time I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was right. That was on our anniversary episode, and you were yeah. supposed to watch The Two Towers, and instead you watched The Fellowship of the Ring? I thought we were redoing The Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> you're cute nick you're cute um no we are doing game of thrones this is the first time we've ever done a television show discussion um as like a full episode before and uh i cannot take credit for the idea this was solely our illustrious uh well not illustrious because you don't like being called the illustrious because i just want to take away from Corey. yeah that makes sense um but yeah the bald bearded man uh you know, yeah, Matt, well, I mean, Herring. like you said, it's just like such a phenomena. So when it was ending, I figured we had to talk about it. Yeah. Phenom- to rant about it. Yeah. Phenomenon. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was a big deal, man. And I definitely when uh, definitely when you came to me the other day and we're like, I think it was more like I, I actually wanted you to be on a show again because i didn't know what your life was like because you've been so busy we haven't had you on the show in ages Mm -hmm. of course for the listeners um he'll he'll have been on actually sooner than like you think but i haven't seen matt in like two months yeah i got Um, a job that ate all my life but i got rid of it so (laughs) yeah but now we can come it was really kind of by chance that emily was just kind of like well what about this coming wednesday why don't we do Wednesday recording and everyone for the first time since October of 2018 was available. 
to do a recording, which was really awesome, actually. So thank you, Emily, on that uh, as well. You know, I don't think I can take credit for Wednesday. I'm pretty sure it was Matt who said first that he was available on Wednesday. Yeah. No, I specifically said I would have to check my schedule for oh, today. Shit. So it couldn't have been me. Yeah. So it was me. Because again, never jo- mind. job that eats my life. I'm too humble for my own good. Give me credit. But anyways, we're all here and ready to do our discussion of the TV show as a whole, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've been calling this in my in my head in my uh, prep notes uh, like a memorial service. We'll remember like the life of Game of Thrones. What celebration of life. Celebration of life. A wake, exactly. an Irish wake. Except unlike any actual memorial, we're going to talk about all the bad stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's what we need to talk about people when they when they die. It's like everyone's always talking about how people are all the greatest and how much full of life they are. There's always like these cliche phrases that everyone always says. And maybe I'm just speaking for myself because maybe I might be a little bit in denial of how the show ended and based on where it kind of came from. But I mean, we'll obviously get into it. Um but yeah, uh, let's start off uh, kind of getting right into the plugs. I think that's all good, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Brendan underscore McGee. That is B-R-E-A-N-D-A-N underscore M-C-G-H-E-E. Thanks, Mom and Dad. And Matt, where can they find you? They can find me at Matt Herring Live. Uh, that's live or live. They're spelled the same way. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, Nick, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Carter D. That's N-I-C-K-C-A-R-T-E-R-D. And Emily, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at look underscore it's underscore an underscore egg. Look, it's an egg. Well, she's not an egg, but she sure is solid as an egg. Well, I had no, that's a nickname of mine, egg. Yeah. Uh, who calls you egg? Uh, people from my old like university job. Oh, okay. Yep. They call me egg. Okay. Cool, I love cool, cool. it. If you want to follow the show, you can go ahead and do so on Twitter at the Real Rant Pod. If you're a fan, filmmaker, or a creator, you can go ahead and send us something nice and juicy because, hey, we really like that stuff. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at therealrantpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us something nice, mean, or in between. It's all juicy, just the same. And again, if you're a fan, filmmaker, or a creator, go ahead and send us something because we'd love to hear from you. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can go ahead and do so at the Real Rant, all one word, no spaces, where we post behind-the-scenes photos of what's going on in our lives when we're in front of a microphone and sometimes when we're not. And if you're feeling real jazzy, you can go ahead and give us a five-star review on whatever listening platform you're listening to us on right now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button because, hey, it really helps out the show. And we would like to be heard in those earlobes of yours. We'd like to... You know, come back and have a good time with you and see what you have to think. And I'm just kind of dragging on here, Matt. Can I go to the next thing? I insist that you do. Okay, sounds good. And last but certainly not least, you can go ahead and visit our website at therealrant.com because, hey, we own that domain. And you can find all the links to everything we have just mentioned up in the top left-hand corner of our homepage. Next time on The Real Rant, we will be discussing Into the Spider-Verse. And we also have a very special announcement that we'd like to give to our listeners as well. So go ahead and stay tuned for that. Hey, guys, guess what time it is? What, what time, time is, is it? it? It's time for the film of the week. <laughs> the film of the week. <laughs> the film of the week. <laughs> give me the magic sword. Okay. okay. So, yeah, I mean, we're not doing a film of the week this week. We're doing a TV show of the week, if that makes any sense. But we just we discussed uh, off the podcast that we really like the song. 
and that it's the only thing we're known for. Um, so why not just keep it in? Not yeah. films or guests no, or anything. Just, just the song. People just come in for that literally like that 10 second slot where we sing that song like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, we, we were we were trending on iTunes. That's just, a thing, right? Just that song. <laughs> just the song. Well, iTunes, yeah. So as we all know, and we've discussed it at the top of the episode, we were talking about Game of Thrones. So we are going to kind of get into discussing where we heard about the show and why we started watching in the first place. Because um, as we always like to do when we have a guest, we like to ask why they picked this film. Um, we're neither have a guest this week, nor do we actually have a film discussion this week. It's, well, Emily's kind of a guest this week. Uh, she's just a really good friend of the show at this point because she's on so many episodes. So, Nick, we're going to start with you. Um, why did you start watching the show and like, where did you hear about it and all that jazz? So I started watching the show very late into it. What season? Uh, I think I started uh, when the fifth or sixth season was on air. Okay. I wow. started watching I thought that it. was interesting because I didn't think you had watched the show. Yeah, I hadn't. Up until really... you had responded on our Facebook group message where I was like, hey, we're going to do, re- do a Game of Thrones Real Ran episode. Yeah, I ended up getting really into it because like so many people were talking about it and a very good uh, friend's family had all read the books and they were all trying to explain it to me. And then they said, you know what, you just need to watch it. So I started watching it. Um, Took me a little while to get into it, but I ended up falling in love with it, of course. Yeah. And uh, got up to date really quick and then watched it from there on. What about you, Matt? Literally no idea. I just remember at one point Game of Thrones wasn't in my life, and then all of a sudden Ned Stark died, and I was into Game of Thrones a bunch. So you don't even know. Well, what well, hold season. on. Wait, wait, hold on. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really. It's he's uh, think of the actor. Yeah. Okay. Something really funny about that actor is uh, he after, dies in everything. Uh, yeah, and after Game of Thrones, he got his own. He was the protagonist in a TV show, and I was like, "How are they going to kill the protagonist in a TV show?" It got canceled after the first season. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so great. Uh, so you don't remember at all, like what season you started on, or like? What I mean, you... I mean, I started from the beginning. I have no idea why I started watching. Do you know when who it was? Like, not a clue. Really? Not a not a clue. So okay, yeah, I, that's interesting. I, I, really, it's true. Huge blank true in fact, your life. It was just one day wasn't watching Game of Thrones. All of a sudden, had seen a bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones. Okay, <laughs> all right, Matt's a pod person. <laughs> um, uh, Emily, what about you? Um, I definitely started watching, like, when the first season was airing, but, like, not from episode one. I think my mom was watching it and was like, Emily, this show, it's, it's like, sick. Oh, my God. You have to watch this. And normally, like, I'm like, Mom, you, you, you mostly watch, like, sports, like, which is entertaining, but not really my thing. And she was like, no, 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 no. It's, like, medieval, dude. It's f***ing sick. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Um, and I think that was when the eighth episode was out of the first season um and i picked it up like you know the next couple days or something like that and then we've watched it as it come out since i love the idea of there being like a brothel scene on the tv show and she's your mom's like my daughter needs to get seriously though the eighth episode is when there's that like oh the eighth episode is when like Littlefinger has like a big scene in that movie when he's like yeah that's the episode my mom was like my daughter needs to watch this (laughs) like that that's great (laughs) mom's a dirty bird (laughs) Brendan. Oh, yes, Emily. <laughs> when did you 
hear about slash start watching Game of Thrones. Let me tell you something, my fine young friend, my fellow young. Well, hey. Is this going to be the part where you reveal to us you haven't seen an episode of Game of Thrones? <laughs> wouldn't that be? Wouldn't you like to know? Chaotic uh, neutral. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we here right now? Um, I've been waiting for somebody to ask me this question straight out, like, for so long. Um, I have been watching this show since the first episode aired the first season back on like April 21st of 2011 when the first episode came out. And, uh, I remember I was watching boardwalk empire at the time. Um, one of my favorite shows, uh, cause I love those mobsters. I, I would say 2011 was right around right before the golden age of television started. Um, that's kind of when I think game of Thrones was like kind of one of those era film or TV shows where it kind of just started to kicked off. Like, actors being like uh uh film actors being in tv shows being an actual thing in at least uh hollywood the hollywood spectrum because in the uk actors are in movies and in tv all the time but over here it doesn't really happen um but right around that time that that golden age um and uh so i was watching boardwalk empire and boardwalk empire ended and there was like a ton of like you know, there wasn't like these big shows anymore or these big, huge shows. There was like Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad. Um, and so, you know, you had a few shows to pick from that were really, really good. Um, and I was just exploring HBO's website one point and I was kind of like, what do they have that's good? Because I used to check every kind of right around um, right around September and kind of April-ish. I would always check their website for trailers and new stuff coming out. And I saw a picture of uh, Sean Bean in a chair holding a sword. And I was like, is is HBO doing like a, you know, an, a season on or like an episode of like Lord of the Rings or something? Like, are they doing something with Lord of the Rings? I was like super confused by it because he looked like Boromir, uh, but just older. And I clicked on it and I was like, what is this show? This is Game of Thrones. And I clicked on the first episode. I watched it and I was like, shit. And then I watched the next one. I was like, oh boy. I was like, and I remember going to school the next day and being like, telling my friends about this show called Game of Thrones and being like, hey, have you seen Game of Thrones? Do you watch this show or would you be interested in watching this with me? Like, I was already starting the momentum of those watching parties of Game of, Thro- Game of Thrones before they were even a thing. <laughs> I like to be that guy where I started the thing. Um, and this yes, is one of those times, well, Emily's known me the longest she knows this, uh, but I was like, I wanted to watch this show with people because I knew it was going to be good and I knew it was going somewhere special. Um, and it has, um, but yeah, I've been watching it since the beginning and, and I've, uh, I've appreciated every single Sunday night that it has taken away from my life because it's, even if, you know, we'll get to it, even if the show didn't end it the way we wanted to, what it brought to me was this kind of like element of, friendship and camaraderie around like friends that I didn't even really know that I had. Do you know what I mean? Like I've had people come over to my house that I would never really thought about inviting over to my house, come and watch this show with me because it was something we had in common. And I think that's something that I really appreciated about the show. Um, since the beginning I started watching it. So anyways, that was a long winded story, but I felt like it needed to be told with a tale. I felt like Michael Scott, when he gets fired from his job or he quits his job and then he needs to 
string out that really long story. You don't know how high I can fly. <laughs> exactly, Nick. <laughs> All right, let's roll it over to Tom with the synopsis. Hey, everyone, how's it going? It's Tom Rombus here again. As per usual, I'm not here to cause a ruckus, but I am here to read a synopsis. All right, here we go. Starks, Targaryens, Lannisters, Baratheons. The biggest families in Westeros all have one thing on their mind. Who will sit on the Iron Throne? Join the members of each of these families through their adventures from guarding the wall as a member of the Night's Watch to living as a refugee being kept safe in the mystical world of Dorne. Lying. Cheating, killing, whatever it takes to rule the Seven Kingdoms. When you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. There is no middle ground. This is Game of Thrones. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, well, since uh, this is kind of Matt's idea for an episode, Matt, uh, why don't you take it away? Tell us where to start this uh, episode discussion. Yeah. So with uh, Game of Thrones just wrapping, uh, I think it's pretty clear that a lot of people on the internet feel pretty divided about it. Uh, Hell yeah. Um, and uh, despite that, I think most most people who are divided about it are so because they loved the first couple seasons. So as much as that's ultimately what I'd like to talk about this episode, just like, you know, the great stuff, anything that you like from any, from any season, in all fairness, um, we should probably start just by clearing the air, getting whatever you got to get off your chest, and then we can move forward without having to address it. Yeah. Who wants to take the floor first? Everyone's looking at Matt. Yeah, all right, I'll take it. Um, so with season eight, I think one day film studies classes will go back and they will look at this as a master class at how good acting, great sets, good CGI, can't save a bad script. I felt this script was rushed. Uh, there was a lot of plot points that didn't make any sense. A lot of character arcs that uh, went against everything that had been established in the seasons leading up to it. There was a lot of plot points that were just outright dropped and ignored in ways that uh, really didn't make a lot of the things, again, set up in previous seasons make Check sense. Chekhov's gun problems. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it goes a little bit deeper than that, just because there's a lot of setup that doesn't have payoff. Uh, and it's hard to really point at anything other than uh, the writing. It is, uh, I hate I hate to say it, uh, but that's the case. I don't want to dive Do you in. feel a lot of people are saying the word lazy writing? Do you actually feel that way? Because I don't think a writer is actually lazy really ever. I think writers are the hardest, some of the hardest working people out there in Hollywood. Uh, I feel like uh, because uh, it's fairly well documented that George R. R. Martin sat down and talked uh, with D&D about what, what was going to happen. So I feel like uh, they were given the answers to a test, put the answers down on the test and then didn't show their work for how they got to those answers. Because a lot of what they did makes a lot of sense as like a wiki page. You you can look back and say, oh yeah, Daenerys was always kind of on this path. 
Uh, honestly, as much as it's gotten a lot of ba- backlash, like the brand thing for what they were going for sure makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of like plot points that I say, oh yeah, this is what was going to happen. I can certainly see that, but there's just the final season and debatably season the season before it uh, just didn't earn it. It didn't take the time needed to get there. And it sucks because this was a show notorious for taking its time to get places. Now, I've been telling people um, I don't hate this last season. I think with any show, especially Breaking Bad 2, is a good example of having that much hype behind it uh, as being kind of, you know, something that ends and, you know, was so good and it ends so good. Um, People were expecting a lot from this show. I think them taking a year-long break in between this season and the seventh season was a big mistake. Um, I think, and doing shorter seasons. Yeah, and doing shorter seasons. I honestly think that they could have done. They could have if they could have taken a year break and just released the last season that we'd seen, season seven, and this season, and just released it as a whole, uh, as opposed to you know doing like a thirteen episode season would have been terrific. Um, a lot of HBO shows have done that in the past. Um, I know the Sopranos have done that. I mean, the Sopranos was thirteen episodes each season, anyways, but. Their last season was like 21 episodes or something like that. But I, I think they could have done that because it would have the, the la this last season felt like, you know, uh, felt like season 7.5, if that makes any sense. Um, and I've also been saying that the, sh- the, the, the way this show ended up after the books have, have they, after they've passed the books, um, it almost feels like, uh, the equivalent of how I have it actually written down. Hold on one sec. I thought the show will be similar to uh, the books the same way the Harry Potter books were similar to the movies, if that makes any sense. Like, if you compare, do you know how, like, a lot of people complained about how they skipped out on a lot of details that, um, you know, uh, J.K. Rowling put in her Harry Potter books and they didn't put them in the movies? Um, I feel that the way they've kind of streamlined this last season uh, makes like it makes sense for writers not showing their work. Do you know what I mean? If that makes any sense to kind of kind of feed into what you were saying, this element of like putting in the numbers of where they need to paint, like the paint by numbers, and then just like taking the basic primary colors and putting them in, not really kind of like showing how they got from one color to the next, if that makes any sense. You kind of get what I'm saying? Uh, I get what you're saying, and that's that's more or less right. Yeah, that's more or less how I feel about it. It's just like a lot of this works on paper. Uh, it just you like you really need to take your time to get there, and they didn't take their time to get there, so it was hard to watch because I loved the show so much. Yeah. Uh, anybody else need to clear the air? Um, I will be honest, and I did not actually hate this season. I actually really enjoyed this season. Uh, I think there were some pacing issues with it, uh, which we'll get into later, and um. Just like little details that I felt that they kind of missed that I needed. I really didn't like the last episode at first. And now that I've had a little bit of time to process it, I did like it a lot more. And I've sort of figured out the things that I didn't like. But I will deal with all of that later. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way as you, Nick. I definitely was like, I definitely liked this season. Um, for what it was, because I, in in all honesty, I wanted somebody to rip a bandaid off. Like well, that's that's, that's, that's kind of how right? I felt. <laughs> that's how I felt about it. 
no matter what, people weren't going to be happy. Of course. With the things that happen. Because it's either going to be too predictable or it's going to go way off the wire. Right? Yeah. Which... I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think there definitely could have been a way to write their show that people would have been satisfied. But then it would have been too predictable. Yeah. And then you know it what I mean? I, I do agree with Nick oh, but in I mean, the sense that, like, okay... But I mean, it's not like the show wasn't predictable. Like, uh, Vegas odds had Bran at negative 500 for, being on the, for winning the Game of Thrones. Um, and, like, we knew Daenerys' arc the whole time. Uh, there, like, that's not like what a lot of what happened was super surprising by the end of it. No, but we'll get into this later. We'll get into this. No, in no, just no. A like this is a good discussion to have. I think. I think. I do think there is something to be said about how um, this show will would have either been too predictable, or like because the show the show in itself is relatively predictable, but there are elements within it that are unpredictable. Like you didn't know that Littlefinger was going to die at the end of season seven, right? You didn't know that was going to happen. Didn't know, but I was happy. But you were happy with it, <laughs> right? You didn't know that the dragon was going to die at the ending of last season, right? All those little things. There's little little minute details that usually have to revolve around character deaths that you're not expecting. Like Sean Bean dying in the first season. Do you oh, know what I mean? So, so those are all things that we're not expecting. But in regards to the way the plot goes, everyone wants the Iron Throne Who's going to end up on the Iron Throne? That's the question to beat all questions, right? Like that—that that is that is the aspect of the the predictability of the show, and the way the show flowed, I think, was going to answer that question. But no one was going to be happy with that answer because if John ended up on the throne, I think people would have been happy, but people would have been like, "Oh, that was really predictable. We saw that the whole time," or how you know. Um, you know, me and Emily were talking about this the whole, the like the whole last week or something like that, talking about predictability of the show and how nobody was going to be happy. But I, I guess, I mean, that would be a good spot for you to kind of jump in here. What you thought about this? You know, the, um, you're airing your grievances, I guess. I'm like, I don't really have that many grievances to air. Uh, like, I still enjoyed this season quite a bit. Um. I like I I it's not like I'm lying to myself. I know the quality of the show has dropped. Like I Yeah, of course. I totally know that. I guess I just I feel like I've actually been a little burnt out on Game of Thrones for a couple of years now. Um That's why I wanted the band-aid to get ripped off. So it was kind of like I think that this season I I don't want to say that I wasn't excited for it, but like I wasn't anticipating it really. I was just like, when it comes, we'll watch it. And I think that allowed me to, like, kind of let the flaws of the show roll off me a little bit easier. Um, do you think that has something the? do you think the anticipation was kind of gone due to the fact that they skipped last year? Um, no, I think, I think even, like, season seven, I, like, was kind of like, oh, okay, this show's been going on for a really long time. And I just, like... I, I was just I was just getting kind of tired of the show, and maybe that's because the quality of the show was dropping at that point too, and so I was like, eh, maybe I don't care so much about how perfect this show is if I'm going to be let down by it. So that's not necessarily a good thing if my standards are being lowered by the show, but it did allow me to enjoy most of this season, which I'm kind of happy about. I don't have too many grievances there. I do like most people that have argued they're like disappointments to me i can totally see where they're coming from i just like don't have any strong feelings about it other than like eh, i'm kind of satisfied that was all right 
Would you say that you were like ready for this season though? Ready? Yeah, like ready for it to be the final season. Oh yeah, if there yeah. was going to be another season, I'd be like, oh my god, please let it be. Please yeah. let it be over. Like I, I didn't want more. Like I mean, maybe I would have preferred a longer season so that it could have been less rushed. But did I want another season after this season? Absolutely not. No, for sure. Uh, especially considering all the spinoff shows they're planning right yeah. now. Three, they kind of they've uh, they've lost their goodwill at least in my book as far as me even wanting to see more game of thrones it's it's done this was it for sure i don't know i i think i think i've said this a lot about this show um and a lot about other fantasy shows like it um my favorite thing about fiction and fantasy and sci-fi or i guess they're all this whatever my favorite thing about those genres fantasy and sci-fi are the world building and even if it is a shitty script or whatever um, you still have the world that's been built. Um, a lot of the time, I mean, that's why a lot of the times we have things like uh, board games are created. You know what I mean? That's why, you know, D&D to some, or that's why the show Expanse was created, right? It was based off of a and d campaign, right? So, you know what I mean? Like, we, we have we have good things that come from other, like the worlds that are built for us. Um, when the show ended and that final kind of, the, the curtain kind of came in, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm content with this ending because I myself in my own imagination can picture the world beyond this at this point, right? There is a story and then we have the narrative and the narrative was given to us, but the story is still there to be written, right? And and when you think about like, for instance, I, I thought it ended a lot like um, a lot like uh, the the world was big enough for us to go, okay, we can make three more shows. And it would be completely individual, um, especially to do with the fact that they have like a dragon kind of roaming around and he's just like almost like smog or whatever from the hobbits. You know what I mean? Like they have this mythical element of things existing in the world still that are still very magical and, and can be returned to regardless of whether or not the writing was good for the ending. Of well, the show. I think as long as they get directors and writers who are interested and invested and invested and have a vision for the new shows i think i think they can still be successful yeah like um the the proposed like spinoffs aren't going to be done by the guys who did this no season, they're not right no, for sure. so like i mean if you're really disappointed with how this season went like that's a way if you did still really like the world that's a way to like look at it in a positive light like we're going to get some new takes on the pl- on the world or whatever that might be okay. Yeah. Well, there, there was a lot of like throwaway world building throughout the series yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they could dive a lot more into the Lord of the Light, right? And have more about that or the trees or just the, the religion in general. Uh, one of the spinoff series is going to be about the children of the forest, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And about the very first White Walkers and how they came to be. Yeah. How, the, Night, be, the Night King's whole story. That'll be really interesting. Like I'll probably, I'll watch it because it's really cool things that they sort of mentioned to the children of the forest didn't do a whole lot in the show so it'll be kind of cool to see what those not elves will do yeah i i don't know again like i think the ending of the show i felt very similar to the way that i felt about prometheus when i saw it like i was like i really am invested in this world and it's really really cool what they're trying to do but i think the things that characters are doing is really stupid and i think they should do it a different way but then again it's like that's just the way i think right 
And I think there is a collective hate train that's going on right now that drives me a little bit nuts because everyone's saying, oh, I didn't like it, and it's because it's bad writing. And it's like, okay, well, why don't you guys sit down and actually discuss what you would have changed about it and see if any of your guys's are similar because if they are similar of what you wanted the show to turn out to be then there was a problem but i think there are a lot of people that are just saying i didn't like it but they're not saying why and you know and they're not really kind of like conceiving the fact that they're probably the way the way that they probably wanted to end it is not the same way that their friend next to them who is saying the exact same thing wanted it to end as well, but they're not having that conversation. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, like you and I, you and I could say, I hate the show. Right. And I wanted it to end differently, but we wouldn't probably agree on the way that we wanted it to end differently. I hear a lot of things about that, about, like about the criticism, uh, especially as people saying uh, a lot of things about how it's, you know, hard to, st- to m- people are rarely satisfied with, uh, with the ending of things. Um, and that's just, in my way, that's a way of just being dismissive of legitimate criticism. I guess that's that's yeah. true. I'm not I'm not trying to be dismissive. I think I think what I'm trying to say is like maybe maybe consider the moment for a second and and ra- like because there was immediate outrage ever since the first episode of the show, and I'm not saying or the first episode of this season, and rightfully so. But I do I do think that. And like in the important part is is an analytical discussion of why you didn't like it, not just saying it's bad writing because it's like I mean, but every every conversation I've ever heard that starts with it's bad writing usually is followed up by examples. Really? I, yeah, that's I, because I, I don't have people like running down the street and just shutting my face. It's it's bad writing and moving on. Maybe but I'm I just think... a little bit frustrated with IMDb as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> I think what B McGee is saying is like it's such an easy cop out to just be like that show's bad. It has bad writing, right? Like it's so easy to just have that, and everybody will be like, "Oh yeah, that's a good point," without really thinking about examples. It's just an easy throwaway. Sure, insult. I mean, I I'm guess, not saying that but criticism like, but, but isn't Game of legitimate. Thrones, like seasons one through six, at least had undeniably great writing. Which is why it just stands it's not out true. so the much. The final episode here had good writing. Tyrion's monologues were phenomenal. Yeah, the conversation between John Tyrion and John was one of the best. Was the, it was so good. Yeah, uh, that, that right? was good. Uh, his his mon- I did not like his uh, his monologue to the council or whatever. I didn't like some of the ways he presented it. But I think the monologue, when you look at it on its own, is very nice. Sure, yeah. but he like his point doesn't make sense. Like who? What? 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 A good story. Fair enough. Who is a better story than Bran? How about the girl sitting two people over from him who literally killed the Night King? Okay, and is a faceless man. Yes, uh, you wanted Arya to be. A no, king? no, I, no. I, I don't think so. But it's a point as to why what Tyrion's saying is makes no sense. I, what I, makes a good I, king I, who has a good story? I, Arya has a better story. But that's not the. Point. It's not about who has the better story. It's about who holds the stories. Who can tell the stories? Exactly. He he's the three eyed raven. Like, do you want somebody that can see the future and see the past as well? Better Tyrion's than monologue anything? starts off with uh, with who has the best story. It's not who holds the story. Oh, okay. That's, well, that, I, that, that's I, his thesis statement. I read it. I read it as who who holds who can tell all the stories because I that's what I thought he was saying. I may have interpreted it wrong, but that's just the way I saw it. The reason why I thought Bran was the best person to be king is because of the fact that he's the three-eyed raven and the only person that would be able to stop all the wars in the future is the one that can see the future. So so I do not agree that Bran would be the best choice. But 
I do he's think... He's not the coolest choice, let's be completely honest. Well, I don't think he's the best choice. Okay. <laughs> um, but I do think that a big part about Game of Thrones is how the way it balanced fantasy and politics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Bran was sort of the best synthesis of both of those things. Sure, but of the people who he's telling this speech to, three of them know what the heck Tyrion is talking about. Because it'd be Tyrion, the Starks, and I guess Sam. But like the, none of the other lords are saying, hey, sorry, did you just say this kid can fly? I'm pretty sure Tyrion just said this kid can fly. <laughs> can somebody please explain to me what's going on? Because after that speech, everyone's like, yeah, okay. I'm on board. Well, I feel for like no reason. In but this I, world, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm not saying I disagree with you there. I do think that that is a good, a good point. I think that it was kind of stupid how everybody just just agreed to agree. Uh, but you have to all, uh, also understand there was a time jump there, so I'm pretty sure people were probably filled in quite a bit about what happened. Um, and we don't know how long the time jump was. It was enough time for it to you know, be a big deal for a lot of people. Um, it's also at the point in this world where you kind of just have to take everything as it is, right? And that's at the what very you have to beginning do with of fantasy. the series. At the very beginning of the series, they're like, oh, we can't be worried about the dragons. Dragons haven't been around for a thousand years. What's around? Dragons. We can't be afraid of magic. Magic hasn't been around for thousands of years. What's around them? Magic. We can't be scared of the White Walkers. They haven't been around for a thousand years. What's around the fucking White Walkers? Also, you know what also I mean? Also, giants as well. You and could... giants too. Yeah. It's just so much of like, oh, pff, that's not something to worry about. And then everything that they shouldn't worry about they worry about and they have so i feel I, like I mean, it's at I, the I, point i agree with that i just don't understand uh, uh how what that has to do with bran in this instance because if all of them are sitting there and they're like oh he can fly then what, at first they're probably like oh what he can fly and then they're like Fuck it yeah he can fly yeah i think i think what nick is kind of in part trying to say is like Bran acts as a person who can see the future to help people stop denying the things that are true to come to come true. So like, for instance, in our own political problem right now, we're dealing with people that are denying climate change and think the earth is flat. But we wouldn't have that if we had someone like Bran. <laughs> Not Bran. 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 We didn't have someone like Bran who, who would basically be able to say, hey, look. And throw it on a big screen TV. This is what your world looks like. And these are the problems within it. And this is what it'll look like in the future. And it's like what Bran represents is this element of like being able to throw the dinner dinner on the dinner table at breakfast and be like, this is what we're going to have for dinner. And if you do anything bad, you're going to have bread and water. Do you know what I mean? Like he's able to show you what the future will look like, hopefully. Uh, and I, I, I can understand that. Mm. I don't think we were given any reason to believe the people sitting at the council understood that. The, yeah, but you can't make that judgment because it's also there's an unpressed there's like an undocumented amount of time difference in between the time that John kills Daenerys and um and Tyrion being giving that speech. Okay, so you don't know I mean, the conversations. Okay, that have been but had. by that logic, Superman could have landed in the like in the Seven Kingdoms. If we're just saying, but, we any, but if we're just saying anything could have happened in that time frame, but there's a there's a level. Of, I'm not saying you're not wrong. There, you have to you, you have to come to the understanding that there is there is a measure of you're you have to come to the understanding that like you're in a fantasy world and you kind of just have to accept things sometimes because 
you're in a fantasy world. Uh, and but, well, and sure, the, but, but, the but, least, the one thing that you can try and accept is maybe some conversation that have been had that you weren't privy to. Just in the same way, like narrative isn't always the main thing that is happening. But that's in not, front of your that's face. not what Game of Thrones has given us up until this point. That's not true. Game of Thrones has been consistently good at making sure you know who knows what information at what time, uh, how they feel about that information. They take their time to get there and they make sure that... Yeah, I guess so. Like, so it's, I, I just don't think it's unreasonable, like, because just say it's a fantasy show, you need to, like, move on. That's not the show oh, we no, were I'm presented saying, for but I seasons. think that's one of the problems with this season, that it didn't... This season didn't take the time to do all of that. It was a for very sure. rushed no, season, no. so I think that's a problem of the season, not of that part of the episode. Do you understand um, what I mean? I... Not, not really, but only because I don't see how those two are disconnected. That's fair. Okay, I, yeah, I, I get that. That's fair. I can't back that up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we've already spent too much time uh, clearing the air. Uh, let's just talk about what made the show great because I love this show and I would love to talk about why I love it. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I guess I can go first. Cause oh, I started please. Talking. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I started watching the show since the beginning. Um, and the one thing that I always had me coming back was the characters. Um, and I mean, obviously that's why anybody watches the show is because you have to love a character. Um, but what's great about this show is it makes you love a character and then hate them or they just die. Or kills them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the best part about this show is the plot is interacting with the characters at the same time. And and you never really know who is going to tell the truth. Um, and it's almost like it's almost like the plot or uh, sorry, the narrative and the characters are playing this like demonic dance with each other and they or they're they're standing around like it's going to be a rumble with a knife like it's just they don't you don't actually know who's going to win at what point um and that's why i always came back for the show um um but i think i think that's what i loved about the show i loved about i loved the fact that the show mirrored our own problems in our own society um, so much so uh, to the point where I think a lot of people bring the Game of Thrones discussion into classrooms. Uh, I've been in plenty of courses where people bring up Game of Thrones as a good discussion point to talk about a piece of literature that we're talking about. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I think the I think the right before we end here uh, with my point here is I liked the fact that all of the characters that are playing the Game of Thrones are the ones on the sidelines. And I think that was something that I always told everyone was like the real people that are in power, are not the Kings and the Queens and the Lords and the ladies. It's the people that are hanging out with those people. And they're the people that benefit the most. And that's why it's very much like, it's a lot like house of cards in that almost not the show, but like, do you know what I mean? It's like very political in the way that people are not, people are in power, but not in name. I yeah, guess. no, I mean, uh, the only person who might give Cersei a run for her money for best player of the Game of Thrones was Littlefinger, and he was always on the sidelines. Yeah. yeah. Something that I really loved about it is uh, it just always, like, all of the characters were extremely captivating, I guess. Like, I was always wondering who was going to do what, but not in an annoying way. Do you know what I mean? Like, they were always keeping me on my toes. Uh, from the very beginning, Arya was my favorite character. From the very first episode, she was my favorite. And then eventually when she joined uh, the God of Many Faces, like that that was the pinnacle for me. I was so stoked. I hated that arc with her. I loved it. 
I thought it was the I most. Thought it, I thought it was the least payoff thing ever. Not even not because of what happened at the end of the show, just because I felt like that whole arc with her went absolutely nowhere. No, I thought it was really cool, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. And so things like that. And I, but I also really enjoy that I hated Sansa at the beginning, and by the end of it, she was one of my favorites. Yeah, you totally the, yeah. stole my point. I was going to talk sorry. about Sansa. I I, to- I agree with you so much about Sansa. I'll I'll let you talk about her okay. mostly, but um, <laughs> she was one of the surprising favorites at the end. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll talk about Sansa then. Um, in the first season, Sansa was that young female character who. Lots of dudes didn't like because she was an annoying little brat. And lots of girls didn't like because they felt like it was a stereotype, you know? Like, this girl wants to be a princess. She rats out her own siblings. She, like, doesn't see what's important. Um, And it was really, really interesting to watch her transformation through everything she goes through. A lot of which is something that isn't fantasy. Like, the way that she's treated and manipulated and the things she goes through are things that actual women on earth go through so i think she was just like she became incredibly important in like her arc and what she accomplished and the way that by the end of the show everybody loves sansa everybody she takes charge she's queen in the north like i think and it's weird because i hated her at the beginning too like i thought she was so annoying i was team aria i was like who wants to be this oh stupid freaking sansa like stupid Joffrey like she was so easy to hate and um I'm really happy that I'm really happy with what the show did with her character like I think it was just so constructive and so good for just like strong female characters like consistently throughout the whole show Matt anything you like about the show I mean I I like so much about the show uh uh it's hard to have so many ongoing narratives all at once and to, like, uh, juggle that all at the same time and still somehow be, like, captivated 100% of the time in all of them. So, I mean, if I if I had to boil it down to one thing, I guess it's that. It's just, like, it was so refreshing to just kind of be in a show that was, you know, uh, over in Winterfall one section, over in uh, King's Landing in another, jumps beyond the wall, and the entire time you're like... Yes, I want to know what's happening with all of these characters, please. And they felt far away. For sure, yeah. Like, there were times where people were saying, like, oh, we have to send somebody over here. I'm like, oh, God, that's going to be an episode long. Yeah, you know yeah I, mean? I mean, maybe longer, for yeah. sure. But they uh, also did such a good job of showing the different cultures yeah. in the oh, different yeah. areas, 100%. right? Like, I loved Dorne, and I wish they did more with Dorne. Yeah, that would have been so great. Oh, this yeah. is that the Sand, the sand yeah. Snake people? Yeah. Yeah, I really like them. It was like this interesting kind of middle eastern egyptian sort of thing going on that i really kind of appreciated and i thought um just because or it was like like persian too a little bit like yeah it was just like other yeah you know it was like we had all of the people in the seven kingdoms and then there was just dorn yeah what did how did you feel about the iron islands then that regard um, I don't really have any strong opinions on the Iron Islands. They I can, really love the Iron Islands. I think can, they can, they have their own religion. Home. They have their own religion and it's all water related and it's all like, I don't know. I just found them to be the most fascinating. Them also being kind of like the other, but they're like basically a people of like nomadic pirates. Like, I mean, that's kind of what pirates are nomadic, but to some regard. Yeah, a place where a brother can like finger his sister and everybody's just going to be like, okay. That was super <laughs> that, weird. That, that's just Game of Thrones, man. That's just Game of Thrones. <laughs> just Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, somebody- everybody freaked out about, you know, Danny having sex with John and you're just like, 
wait, did anybody see like the whole show or like so Lannisters? I, a I few the- episodes ago, uh, somebody who had never seen Game of Thrones asked me why they should watch it. And I said, because at the beginning you're weirded out by incest and at the end you're kind of rooting for it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah I loved everybody freaked out about like the Arya sex scene and I was like, She's super pretty. Well, I was like, I was like that, that, that character Arya, has get ki- it. Oh, I was like, that character has killed like dozens of people, mm-hmm. and this is where we're drawing the line all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. This is crazy to me. I think that says something about society. Though, I think it was for just sure. a lot of people weren't comfortable with a character that they've seen as who a little they girl. Thought was like who felt eight, like twelve years old. For we a really watched long her time. grow up. No, totally. Like yeah. it didn't weird me out at all. No, me either. She um, was like fourteen or something when the show started. She was younger, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But yeah, no, it was. It was It was good for her. Get it. Get it, Arya. Also, as, it, lo- Arya. as long as we're on that, uh, I just got to throw some love to my boy Gandry. He wasn't uh, always around, but I always liked Gandry. I thought I always liked Gandry, I, too. I had, I had bets that he was going to end up on really, the throne. People really, really liked Gandry. I wanted him to be on the throne <laughs> so really bad. Liked Gandry. Not that much, though. <laughs> yeah. Not enough to be a lady about it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely thought that that would have been a cool ending was like him on the throne because it would have been completely somebody who is back to baratheon can we segue something then yeah go ahead Mm -hmm. who do you guys think should have been on the throne that's a good question matt why don't you start yeah drogon no i'm joking (laughs) (laughs) drogon removes his mask it's cal drogo hand of of the king ghost Uh, I guess I do need to ask a quick question. What do you mean by should be? Um, who did you want to be on okay, the throne? Well, okay, well, no, that could be a two-part question. Who do you think should be or should have been? And who did you want? Those are two different questions. I feel like should requires like a lot of like argument. Yeah, I mean, the really. as, as boring as it might be, is I actually do think um, John could fit both categories. And that's boring, I know. No, um, no, I like it. Because uh, I mean, I do too. A, he's got he's got the lineage. I think he's proved he would be a good leader. People like him. Um, yeah, I, I also think it would have been kind of a good bittersweet ending for Game of Thrones because he didn't want oh, it. Oh hell and, yes! And he would have been forced to be like, okay, I guess all of you would be terrible for sure. Uh, so <laughs> I'll do this so that the realm doesn't fall apart. Yeah, something to that point. Has anybody have have they seen uh, Chronicles of Riddick? Yep. Yes. Yep. So do you remember? Okay, that's so good. I've been mentioning this so often. No one's gotten it. Uh, do you remember the ending of the film where uh, he fights the main leader and then he ends up just accidentally sitting on the throne to kind of take a break? Like from the fighting after he kills the main bad guy and then everybody kneels to him? That's well, in the no, second one, right? That's, yeah, it's because he killed the... You because he killed the king, he gets to be the king. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't really consider that when he did it, so oh, he kind of sat down on that right, throne yeah. in that scene, and he just kind of was like taking a break from the fighting, like putting his hand in his ha- his head in his hand. I thought that this show would have ended amazingly if he had done that to Daenerys and killed her, and then just sat down on the throne, and it would just gone to black. Do you know, know what I, mean? I kept expecting? Drogon to blow fire onto John, yeah. and then him, him just survive. standing there at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought right? how they were going to do the Iron Throne thing was like basically that the whole standoff. Drogon breathes fire at John. He's standing there ready to accept it, and then he stands and, turns he, and he's the dragon. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, no, well, as no. in like that's what they call Daenerys. Fire doesn't right? hurt She's him, the yeah. dragon. The fire, fire doesn't harm the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Right? well, I mean, but you still could have gotten to the whole Iron Throne melting yeah. thing because yeah. it would have been behind him as it melted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I would have really liked for that. sure. Yeah, I, t- I also thought that was going to happen, and then also we would have got to see Kit Harrington without any clothes on. We have seen that already. Again, we saw butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we not enough see- Kit Harrington butt. Right? I think I think we saw him full naked when he was dead. 
Yeah. Which yeah. is even creepier. That's, when you that is weirder. It. But I'm pretty sure that was him on the table the whole hey, time, though. Don't kink shame. <laughs> I mean... I'm, I'm going to stand by it's weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is Game of Thrones, so you never know what will happen. That... Um, okay, so you think John? I do think John. Emily, who do you think? Um, I kind of, in terms of should, I'm not even going to bother answering that because, like, I don't know. I like Bran. I like what, what the show went with, and I agree that John would have been nice, although I kind of... He did become a king in his own right. I, if... I don't know. I don't really know if I wanted John to be the king, though. Just because he said how much he didn't want to be the king. That's not it. I just don't know if it no, would have like I felt. felt. I just don't think it would have felt right. But I don't really have an answer. There wasn't anybody I was really rooting for in particular. Honestly, right up until you know the point where she snapped, I wanted Danny to be the queen. Like I wanted it to work out for her. Like yeah. I really, really did. Um, and I wasn't pissed at what happened. Like I thought that her acting was great and like her moment of snap i was waiting for that and i was hoping she wouldn't do it i was just like please be good and then you can be the queen and you can be good and be the queen and that's not what happened so like once her chances were gone i like i was kind of like eh, i don't really mind who it is (laughs) if it isn't her um i agree with you emily um i think well i i guess for who should the way the show was set up from the beginning and the way I like I like classic fantasy narrative where it's just like this is how they've been setting it up from the beginning and that's the way it's going to end because that's the way stories work. I like simplicity when it comes to fantasy because there's just so much shit going on. So sometimes when you're just being like, why can this guy do this thing? And it's like, because magic, you know what I mean? And you just have to accept it. Um, and that's why I was okay with the ending of the show. I mean, partly because I was like, okay, Band-Aid, like, just rip it off already. But I do agree, like, that isn't a good excuse for criticisms toward the show and its kind of improper way of going about writing. So I agree with you there, Matt. Um, But I do think the way that the show was set up was that Danny should have been on the throne. However, um, what I would have wanted to have happened was to her have been killed by um, Jamie because he kills the Mad Queen, Queen. I think that if she did end up killing all of those people, um, like she became the Mad Queen, like her father became the Mad King, or Jamie would have killed uh, uh, Cersei um, the same way, right? Because he his 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 arc is to basically be the slayer of kings or queens, right? That's what I was thinking for sure. Yeah, and I waited eight seasons to watch that bitch Cersei die in an awful way, and she died in the arms of her lover, yeah. and I was mad. I wanted the next episode to start with Jamie dead next to her and her being trapped under a rock, mm. not able to move, <laughs> not... and having to look at her lover's dead body no, okay. while she her. slowly withers away. I, I mean, think that's what she deserved. Yeah. yeah. I think that's who I should who should have ended up on the throne. However, I don't think she would have been on the throne for very long because I don't think she's the type of ruler that's actually dynamic. Um, and she definitely showed that since season two, where like her goal was to free everybody and free everybody at all costs, even if it means crucifying the people that are quote unquote bad in her opinion. But there aren't really sometimes like I I think that. I think she was just a ruler amongst many many rulers who were fighting for the Game of Thrones. I think, but I think the, because her journey since the beginning was to make it to the throne, I think it would have made sense 
made sense for her to be on the throne at the end. However, who I would have wanted to be on the throne, I again agree with Matt in the sense that I wanted John to be on the throne. Um, I definitely think uh, I definitely think that that's the way the story works best is is him ending up at the throne and the show just ending because he had just killed the person that he loved to become on the throne because in you know uh in retrospect does that make sense if i say that um in retrospect um if he hadn't killed her then how else would they have both survived at the same time given who she was because she is a megalomaniac and she's been set up that way the whole time right oh, if he hadn't killed her Arya would have had to have first killed john and then killed her and i would have yeah. loved every she would have done it. I, th- it I thought they did do that because he stabbed her with like not his usual sword so when they slowly panned out i thought it was needle he stabbed her with like a Raphael ninja thing yeah but like the handle looked <laughs> enough like needle that i was like did they sigh. just did Arya just did Arya just kill her brother and then and then Danny? But no, no. I I, I think Arya's he, not that bitch. I I think I think I think I really would have wanted John to be on the throne. I think he wouldn't have wanted it though. But I no, think that sure. the best way the show could have ended if he didn't want it was to have just ended with him like with his head in his hand, just on the throne. But the other option was always Gendry, and I had been saying that since day one because he was a character everyone forgot about, and he was one of the only bastards left. And bastards always get their just desserts like. You know what I mean? Like they always somehow get the uptick. Like I don't know how narratively you would have gotten there, but I would have loved to have seen Gendry been great, on that man. Yeah. He just shown up and like just rocks up, and everyone's like, and we just forgot about him. You know what I mean? Um, even for a short while at the end of that, uh, in that like round table discussion where they were trying to figure out who was going to be king, I actually almost for a second thought that it might have been because uh, how many people came forward? There was uh, the, the, only, the only person who actually stepped forward was, was their the, uncle. Was the Tully guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have minded that, uh, but I also think that it was a real big cop out if they would have oh, done yeah. it. Did you guys see the breastfeeding kid? Yeah, yeah, he was all He's like old. grown up. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pu- puberty hit him. I didn't realize it was that guy till much later. <laughs> yeah, Nick, your thoughts of Shu should have been on the throne or shouldn't have been? I don't know. Or Nick, who, who should have been on the throne? Yeah, who, who just answer the question. Okay, just so answer the question. Who, I sh- who should have been on the throne, in my opinion, and who I wanted on the throne. Who I thought should have been on the throne was Daenerys. Um, although there were signs of it throughout the series, I thought that she learned from all of her experiences in the series, which is what She's was going... such a boring character. But I thought, I thought she learned from a lot of the stuff, which was what was going to separate her from the Mad King. Uh, and so I thought she should have been, and then this last season sort of ripped that out of my hands who i really wanted on the throne was sansa i thought she would have been an amazing queen at the end of it i thought it would have been a nice uh end to her arc especially with her wanting at the beginning to be a princess um and i would have liked it if they had moved the capital from king's landing to west to uh the north yeah i mean you could have gotten there if danny had killed john and then sansa and danny like fought it out and then sansa won you could have had sansa sitting on the iron throne for sure yeah north northmen are so freaking stubborn it's unbelievable yeah it's wild oh can we just say a quick rest in peace to the little girl oh liana Liana mormon yeah can we just have a quick yeah that's that's the entire mormon house for sure yeah i know just just a moment yeah that's no that moment of silence please all right that's enough thank you (laughs) Um, I do want to talk about characters that I absolutely love to hate. Well, I, I loved him in the beginning, so it's a little bit backwards. I hated him near the end. He's kind of a piece of shit and super stubborn. Was 
Grey Worm. He was such a cool character. Yeah. And he was like a spart a skinny little Spartan boy. Yeah, they just didn't know what to do with him by the end of it. Yeah, and it was like it was really funny too. Somebody pointed out a meme to me where they were just like, All right, let's go to where does he go at the end? Uh they go back to Narth. Noth. Yeah. They go back to Noth after he made rules that John should go to the wall, but he pieces anyway. So it's like who's saying that he has to go to the north anyways? There was a lot of discussion about that on the, you know what on I mean? the web. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, like, why wasn't everybody just standing on the dock and then when the Unsullied yeah. sailed away, they were like, okay, John, go back. Go. You're all good. You're although, good, buddy. Although you know if they had done that, John would be like, no, I said I'd do it. And yeah. he would go and he would be like, no, no John, they, they left. Like, no. I've been a bad, bad boy. <laughs> so what do you guys... No, literally, you're right, though. He's too honorable. Yeah. He made yeah. an agreement. He, like... He's definitely Ned Stark's hey, son. Yeah. Don't, don't kink shame. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely Ned Stark's son to a fault, mm-hmm. for sure. I, yeah. He... That, 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 that's similar. Like, and that's if why anybody I... else had killed Danny in that throne room when Drogon flown, flew away, anybody else would be like, she just died. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, 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 had a, I had then a thought then. It's like, if he was so much like his father... Why didn't he die? I mean, he did. But, like, how did he not learn from those lessons about, like, how following the heart over the mind wasn't going to actually do him any good? Because, you know, that was a massive payoff that led nowhere in the show. No one ever talked about it again other than the fact that he was brought back to life. We had justification with Beric Dondarrion's bringing back. I thought Beric Dondarrion, by the way, one of my favorite characters. That's um, Patch. I yeah. patch boy. Mr. Eyepatch. Um, we'll get back to characters we love to hate, but while we're here, I wanted to say, like, the payoff that we had Beric Dondarrion, basically, he was brought back nine times to essentially have Arya be saved by him to have him to have her then kill the night king that was the one of the coolest things thing about that episode is everybody fulfilled their purpose right yeah like um everybody was talking about how great melisandra was in that episode but i like i could kind of take her why did she have to die well her that's the thing her um duty was up her purpose was done oh that's why she she gandalfed she gandalfed yeah Yeah. she straight up gandalfed yeah yeah for sure um and but like Beric Dunder British Lurgadurg. It's one of my um, favorite names ever. It's kept Bird. being brought back. Uh, the Hound kept asking him, "Why the fuck would the Lord of the Light bring you back?" Yeah, that's why. Jorah Mormont. He fulfilled his purpose. He died saving Danny. Right, that was his purpose. Theon. He redeemed himself. Right. He showed that he was a Stark. Like everybody fulfilled their purpose that they needed. You know, you know who didn't? Jon Snow. Yeah, that's that. That is, for, I, yeah, for sure. I, I, and actually, I, I like the Arya bit, but like, but could you make an argument for John to say that, like, maybe his purpose was to just live in a world where he, like, because he would have never survived any further after that world. Like, if the world had stayed the same the way it had been, and people would have continued fighting, he would have died. The fact that he lived for as long as he did because of the way he thought about, like, his father, or not his father, but Ned Stark. Um, I definitely think, I think he should have died. So him going off into a world that was so much unlike the rest of the world that he had lived in for so long with different values and different thought processes, I think, I think it would just have made sense at the end. Yeah. John did fulfill his purpose because he had a couple They're but they're pretty much the same thing. His purpose was to get everybody together to defeat the Night King. That was his purpose. He united the wildlings in a healthy way, unlike what's his name from although, a few seasons although ago. Although he, he did do that before he died, didn't he? Like he already had the backing of the wildlings when he died. 
Yes, but he had to bring the wildling. Like there, I don't to think, come back to bring them back. Yeah, together. I don't think the wildlings would have stayed if John wasn't there. Oh, that's yeah. true. You know, John, what I mean? John. Like I think, I think when John went back over the wall and went back past the wall again with Ghost and Tormund, I think it was very clear that he was going to be the new. Like wall, what the? What he was going to be king of the wildlings. The qui- king of the wildlings. King I, beyond the wall. Yeah, I, I think he would have been, and I think he had every right to it because the way he thought, um, like his his way at, in times of need, he was some of the he was one of the most thoughtful characters ever when he killed the the original king of the wildlings. I forgot what he was, what his name was. Mance Raider. Mance Raider, oh, yes. Oh, that's it. Great what, what name. What would we do without you? <laughs> I don't know. Just sit here and be dumb to each other, I guess. <laughs> M-cyclopedia. Oh. Egg-cyclopedia. <laughs> I will take either of those. Thank you. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, I think John did fulfill his purpose as best as he could. Um, I think it was poetic, if anything. He didn't get what he wanted, but he got what happened to him yeah so i was when i made that comment i just meant in the battle for winterfell episode oh okay because and everybody else fulfilled their purpose but he was just wandering around making faces at an undead dragon he was <laughs> he was wandering around quite a bit i yeah. will say that so was sam and so was everybody else who... oh sam hardcore should have died in that fight there's no <laughs> way sam did you see the part him. where he was on the ground and he was like stabbing things at the same yeah, time especially because like john makes the decision not to save, save him, him yeah. and i was like that decision should have had ramifications <laughs> yeah but that ramification is Sam dying. Yeah, no, Sam should have been in the crypts. I don't know why they didn't just force him down to the crypts. Matt, who do you, who do you hate to love? I'm, I'm fine with not start. Emily, Can do you want to start this off? Emily, who did you love to hate? Um, Who do I love to hate? Hmm. Dios mio. Um, who do I love to hate? I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of characters that I didn't like, but I'm not really one of those people who like gets upset when character like when the villains are gone you know what i mean like some people are like oh man i'm so sad ramsey's dead because he was such a good villain like that's not me i'm like fuck that guy i'm glad he's gone um so i don't really have anyone that i just like sat there like seething about you know like oh yeah this is great i hope they're in this forever because i just can't get enough um cersei was a good like my my closest example i don't know she was just very interesting a very good villain for the most part. I mean, up until the last season, she didn't do much. But she kind of screwed the pooch. No, she she just, got paid millions of dollars to yeah, she just, drink she wine just while staring out a window. Yeah, <laughs> she just didn't do much. But like, uh, I, I really, really, really didn't like her. And I was mad that she didn't get some sort of just desserts other than being reduced to a, a crying person Yeah, when she died. Like, I think I think that makes her the closest her the closest so wait, thing you to didn't, who do you, I love to hate. You didn't like the fact that she got reduced to a crying person at the end? Well, I just thought that she deserved to be reduced to even less than someone who was admitting I just don't want to die. You know what I mean? But Yeah. I, I think that was just a stupid line because you're just like, you had that option so many times. No, kid. that's not it. Like I, I'm not I'm not upset with any of the decisions she made. Like mm. I thought she was doing what Cersei does. I think best. she was blinded by Well, she was her screwing hate. over a bunch of poor people. Like that's what Cersei does, you know? Like that's not what I'm mad about. I'm just I was upset that she got to die in the arms of someone as like I'm I'm mad she got consoled as she died. I wanted I wanted Jamie to be like 
Hun, like we deserve this. Yeah, that's right. You were you were saying you told me yeah. when she died in that scene where she died, you told me something really cool that I think you should. Well, yeah, no, well, like in that moment, he like is like, look at me, look at me, and like pulls her face up to his, and he says, you know, we're the only people that matter in the world, or whatever. The line from seasons and seasons ago, which is like cool and everything, but I wanted him to pull her face up to his and say, this is what we deserve, and then they get crushed, like. I know that doesn't make sense. That's not what a human would do if they were in the arms of the person they love the most and they were about to die. But it would make sense with Jamie's arc. Uh, yeah, for, for sure. I was actually right? just thinking yeah. that would fix a lot of my problems with Jamie this season. Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I wanted. Um, But I can understand why they didn't have him do that. Because, I mean, no matter how terrible of a person you are, I, I wouldn't wish on a real person for their lover to hold them as they die and tell them mm, fuck you like that's not what I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody real so i don't know cersei is my answer to who do i love to hate but i don't really hate anybody oh i can't really hate anyone yeah nick i don't know like i don't i yeah not even not even little finger yeah little fingers would be like a, a prime candidate is, i for didn't sure. love i didn't love hating him i just hated him yeah oh really right oh, yeah man. i like i wasn't really a huge fan fan of the character to be honest that's but that's just my no, like I, sure. I respect the character well i don't respect the character but <laughs> i understand why he needed to be around and why he was around for so long because he was like playing him. the game of thrones harder than he anyone so yeah. hard <laughs> i think he was like one of the best characters in the show when he got killed i was like this completely gets rid of my thesis about how the characters on the sidelines are the ones playing the game like like um what's her face uh the house of uh house of the rose thing oh lady uh, the martells the martell Mart- yeah no no tyrell oh tyrell lady tyrell yeah i think I, my bad. I think her she was a game of throner uh Varys was a game of throner i think she was too old to be a game of throner no, but, but she that's was the passing point. it on to marjorie yeah she was but playing it for point. somebody else oh yeah, yeah. marjorie I loved her. Cat Me lady. Who, who didn't love Marjorie, really? Yeah. Everybody loved Marjorie. Um, so pretty. M- uh, Matt. Uh, I mean, Littlefinger would be a contender for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ramsay was a good villain just because everybody hated him. And, like, we'd be, it'd be, you'd be doing a disservice to not add Joffrey to the list because, like, he, he was on there. And uh, while Joffrey was, like, the villain, people were like, some people hate this character, some people hate this See, character. But- Everybody hates Joffrey. But here's the thing is Ramsay Bolton was a worse villain than Joffrey. What do you mean by worse? Do you mean like he was a bad villain or he was a bad, bad boy? He had more impact in the world than Joffrey did, I think. Yeah, well, that, that's why... Because the only person that jo- Joffrey ever killed was really just like Ned Stark, which needed to happen because Ned Stark didn't deserve to live. Um, Whoa, what? Whoa. Ned Stark was no, the... No, no, shut up. We're diving in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't backtrack out of this. Yeah. Uh, I will I will get back to it in a sec. Um, but also, he, like, and then all those other prostitutes, and they deserve to live. Can but... I just say that I completely forgot about Joffrey? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's why he is takes second place, because... Uh, I forgot about him. <laughs> I forgot he was in the show. Yeah. Uh, hey, Brennan, nice try. 
So Ned Stark deserved to die? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ned Stark, how do you guys not agree that Ned Stark doesn't deserve well, to die? Well, I need die? you to back yeah, your shit you, up. You, you tell us what you're thinking, then we'll tell you. He's yeah. just an idiot. Like, every choice he ever made never actually helped anyone. Like, him keeping the secret about freaking John being the being the next heir to the throne. It's like, that, that wasn't his John choice. <laughs> it kept, yeah, one, it kept John mean? alive. Because Robert was going to kill all of the Targaryens. Yeah, for sure. Oh, and if he yeah, found out so. that John was. But also, that wasn't his choice. He made. He also made a promise, didn't he? Yeah, of course. To, to, Lots of well, people make promises. And sister. that's the thing. He's so honorable that he kept it in her and memory. And that's why he deserved to die in no. a show about Game of Thrones. It's called the world, honor. The world has no time for honor. You and have no honor. <laughs> Have you ever, have you seen, haven't you, do you remember the, the part where Braun is talking to both of the, 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 the Lannister brothers? They, no, fuck Braun. <laughs> Braun's so cool. <laughs> he also had nothing to do in this season either. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Braun, Braun's character says one of the coolest things. He's like, what do you think? Your parents walked in here with silk fancy robes. Your ancestors walked here into the dungeon or the, into yeah. the keep with silk fancy robes. Like, can I sit on the throne, please? I was like. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good point. Like most people that end up on the throne were cutthroats and assholes. Like they 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 got where they were because they killed other cutthroats. Like it's just that's just what happens. Yeah, but and to I go think, back, why do you think Ned Stark deserved to because, die? Because he's just kind of an idiot. He doesn't. It's not that he deserved to die. He had no place in the world that they were in. His his character in the in the political climate that was going on had no actual real like expect life expectancy because if anyone was the first character to die of the main part of the show it should have been him like i can't think of any other character that couldn't have died that should have died that couldn't have had the most impact that it did hot take aria i'm joking they should not have killed aria (laughs) i I definitely think that if don't don't play with your boy like that (laughs) i definitely think that if ned hadn't died you know, none of this would have happened in the way that it did, um, because it it separated the house. It separated the houses more than they already were, um, and it just started off with all these wars and things like that. And I think, I think when I when I said should, I think that he, the world had no place for him, and at least this new world that was becoming something. Uh, also, as long as we're talking about Ned Stark, this is a bit of a tangent, but I haven't seen anybody talk about this, and I think this is something really great that happened in the final season. Uh, so Ned Stark, the last time he saw John, said, I will tell you about your mother the next time I see you. And, of course, he dies. Um, again, spoilers. Uh, however, uh, in season eight, what, right when John learns about his parentage, he's standing in fr- he's standing in the crypt in front of his dad's statue who is looking at him. So the next time he saw John... Sorry, in front of Ned's statue. Oh, yes. My goodness. He's standing in front of Ned's statue. So the next time Ned stop, uh, saw John, uh, he, quote-unquote, told him. Oh, about... that's a really good detail. Like yeah, that. right? I, I like that a lot. That's one good point, I guess, about this show that was really good at the end there. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think in defense of Ned Stark, that's what made his death so meaningful was because it felt like he was the only honorable good person left in King's Landing. You I know? remember I didn't believe that he had actually died. I was like, they cut they cut away. You're like, the- they didn't show it. He's alive. Yeah, I was like, nobody's dead in TV unless we see it. Opening scene of season two is Ned Stark's head in a pike. Okay. He's dead. I uh, take it all back. <laughs> yeah, that was when the show became like, oh, you know, this isn't Westworld. Like, people can't come back to life or... 
hey, they are robots, you know? <laughs> I no, that's know. the twist. <laughs> this twist really, we this were show all is not for. only a fantasy, but it's also sci fi. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely felt the same way when his head got cut off in season one. I was just kind of like, he's definitely not dead. Something happened mm-hmm. to him. Because that's how show, that's what this show did. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, was, it was wholeheartedly okay with killing off its characters. Not even the show. It's the books. But do you know what I mean? Like, they make you feel and care about a character and then they die. And I think, I think when we find out about a lot of the things that, um, that Ned did outside of you know um outside of what we were told about ned it makes him be kind of a little bit of a shit like the way that he kept that secret for so long and made his own wife hate him for so long do you know what i mean like or anything to do with the fact that he didn't actually kill um that swords master or whatever do you remember in that scene? I do. I do know what you're talking about. There, I can't remember. He was like this iconic dual wielding sword master or whatever that Ned supposedly slayed, but didn't actually because somebody, some guy came up behind him and stabbed him and it was like a cheap kill. Oh, right. Yeah. But they, but they tried to make it more epic than it actually was. But yeah, I don't know. That was when Bron, Bran, Bron, not Bron, was becoming the new three-eyed raven. So, yeah. Um, can I just say that I don't, like everybody is talking about how Bran didn't do anything to get on the throne when like even oh, that if, drives me nuts. I know, but even if he didn't do anything, like that's fucking Shakespeare. You know, like in Macbeth, yeah. everybody dies at the end and then Malcolm's standing there and he's like, "Guess I'm king now." And everybody's <laughs> like, "Guess he's king." Right? Yeah. So, I don't think that should be a bad thing. I don't agree that Bran should have been on the throne, but I also don't understand why people forget that that's the point that i wanted us to go into this discussion talking about is how how the hatred for the show and that then led into everyone saying bran didn't deserve to be on the throne or didn't or what did bran actually do it's like bran told them about the dragon glass and then also told Uh, them sam i thought did okay but he told them where to get it didn't he uh, I think Sam also did that. Yeah. He had the book. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was Sam. Okay, well, they told him about... He confirmed John's lineage. Yeah. But Sam also confirmed yeah, it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I, Sam for the throne, I guess. <laughs> I guess we've done it. We've, we've solved the game of thrones. Nah, yeah. he would have democracy, so... That was funny. Actually, was I, really, I really liked Sansa's little smirk about because like everybody laughed, but the only one of the main characters you you see think that democracy is ridiculous is Sansa. And she's just like a, the tiniest little smirk at the concept, and I was like, nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, she thought it was ridiculous too. Yeah, exactly. It was great. That's the smirk that married Joe Jonas. All right, Brendan, who'd you love to hate? It's not that I love to hate, and I did already kind of answer this question a little bit, um, but the character I hated. Throughout the whole series, and I thought didn't get a good enough death scene because I hated her so much, and it's a her. I hated Daenerys. I hated her so much throughout the whole show. Mm. Could not stand her. She was so boring. Her character arc was just like, and I know I said at the beginning her character should have ended up on the throne, and that's true. I think she should have ended up on the throne, but I just could not stand how annoying and hypocritical she was the whole show, and she never learned anything from any of her mistakes. She was always just, and that's why I think that she deserved what she got at the end was a death, which is because like, yeah, dude, you were a dick. Like you were constantly asking everybody for your own, for help. And then anytime you got that help and one time it doesn't go your way, you, you threaten to kill them. It's just like, what kind of 
what kind of help is that? You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, if you're going to be a good leader and you're going to be one that people want to follow, like, why would you, you know, I don't know. I just, I, she's my least favorite character. Anyways. Keep in mind that she also didn't really know what like a healthy leader was, right? Yeah, that's a like good point. basically she was raised on lies that she was that were slowly being revealed to her as lies. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how I'd react. To that's it. a good. That's a good point. Yeah. All right, so we kind of have a bunch of questions up in the air, but we're only asking people to pick one, I guess. So you have an option. You can pick your favorite or biggest death. Your favorite arc or your favorite episode? My favorite arc is the hounds. At first you hate him, and then over time you get to know him, and the way he goes out is the only way he could have gone out. There is no way he could have survived that and continued living because his entire purpose was to kill the mountain. And he did it, and he did it by going into fire the one thing he was so afraid of and i love him and the moment where aria turns to him and says uh, and calls him sandor that was beautiful so the hound's arc was my favorite in the series i dig that matt uh i i guess this is i guess this is uh classified as an arc but my favorite bit would be actually when uh aria is disguised uh but uh, working for, um, oh my god! Well, working for, uh, working as what's his name's uh, cupbearer. Um, oh, that was great. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Tywin. Tywin. Yeah, when when she's Come working on, for Tywin. Matt. Yeah, it's late, my man. <laughs> uh, when Arya's working for Tywin Lannister as his cupbearer, disguised as a guy, through it that the, this whole couple of episodes, like there was so much tension in every single line. Even after Tywin knew, it was like, okay, you know she's a girl, but you don't know who she is, and if he had found out, but. Do you think that he knew, that he knew? I don't think he ever knew that she was Arya Stark. I feel like I want to believe that he knew and that he knew, but because he knew and was the reason why he didn't do anything about it was because he wasn't, he was tantalized by the element of chaos. Do you think he was trying to like Theon her? Like no, the, the no, 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 no. I, th- I think Tywin is just a goofy dude. I really like Tywin. He was I think one of if my Tywin knew it was Arya, he would have had her killed. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that and also by that point, the world thought Arya was dead, so he would have like made a big deal of it. Yeah. Look who's not dead. Pulls her from a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, it's it's not like this episode hasn't gotten enough love. It's like one of the best episodes of the show. But my favorite episode is the Battle of the Bastards. Oh yeah. I've never felt that panicked watching anything in my entire life like the specifically the the way that they filmed just getting trampled yeah uh and the risk of that's how you die in a battle it's not by someone's sword it's literally you just can't get up or suffocation yeah like that was never something that occurred to me and was absolutely terrifying and it was just depicted so well and that was back like when Anybody could have died in that episode. Like I had no idea what was gonna go, what was going on. Just I haven't been able to replicate that feeling of no, just that, absolute terror watching something. Yeah, like it was that. just like such visceral, uh, visceral like claustrophobia. Oh even my that, god! Oh my goodness! There's yeah. a lot of marshes, uh, like marsh battles uh, back in the Stone Age and stuff like that, or the Iron Age and stuff like that, um, where a lot of men would fall in a marsh, and their bodies would be preserved in the marsh. 
Um, mm-hmm. I went to I, I went to Dublin and I went to their like mi- museum there and they have the Marshmen, <sighs> and they're basically like men that were mummified in like their regalia. And they're like kind of like half. Yeah, I, I saw it while I was in Dublin you, too. You it's, saw that? Yeah. Isn't that oh crazy? That yeah, sounds pretty sure. chill. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, marshmallow. <laughs> but it, it's almost like they've been trampled on and stuff like that. And it's because, yeah, like, um, it gave me the same feeling that I got when I watched Whiplash. Okay, yeah. I never saw yeah. that. It for a movie about drumming, it stresses me right out. Oh, mm-hmm. that movie. I yeah, not meant, whip it. I thought you was not whip it. it with Ellen Page. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I was very confused for half. That movie's about roller derby. (laughs) I was like, that that movie gave you stress. Uh, Yeah, no that uh, that episode. I was glad that somebody mentioned it in this because it was like, if anything, that was was the height of Game of Thrones for me. Was was Battle of Bastards that season? That entire season was fantastic Mm -hmm. because that's when Sansa came to her own too. That's when she was just like, nah. I'm a badass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, hey, Brendan. Hey, what's going on, dude? Uh, what about you? I'm going to have to go with Ark, and it's going to be in part, I'm going to give this one to a little bit of a nod to Corey, my illustrious sexy boy of the podcast, um, because he's not here tonight, but also because I he points it out all the time, and I completely agree with him. The arc of Stannis Baratheon was probably one of the coolest arcs of the show because of how it started in madness and it ended even even in more madness. But it came to the point where it was like the madness was only occurring because he was just like, well, what the f*** else do I do? You know what I mean? Um, and the way he died was one of the coolest ways he died. He just was like, they're like, all the horses are dead. And they're like, we're walking, f*** it. <laughs> like, and they walk into battle and just get surrounded. And it was just like, it was just a suicide. And I thought it was... I mean, as stupid as it sounds, I think it was the most honorable way he could have died. I think he just faced it. He's like, yeah, I killed my daughter and my wife killed herself. We're done. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think his character would have, if, if his, if his arc was a show on, on its own, it would have been a great show. Um, I think his character would just went from this, like, it it just had this written with anti-hero the Breaking Bad of Game of Thrones? Pretty much. He was pretty much the... Yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt a lot like Walter White. Like, it felt a lot like just this character who was somewhat sane, went nuts, and we didn't even see the... Like, we we only got the narrative piece of him already kind of being nuts, but, like, before that, he would have been somewhat sane of a human being, but he killed his own brother, like, do you know what I mean? Like, with a shadow thing. I mean, not to mention his daughter. That too, forgot about that. Yeah, he killed his daughter. He killed like everyone he knew. I don't know. Except, except my boy Davos. Davos. I mean, Davos. One of the yeah, one of the best <laughs> one of the people best, to yeah. come out of that arc for sure. Too. Yeah, Davos. And one of the best people in the series. The Onion. The so. Onion Knight. The Onion Knight. Yeah, I'm surprised he made it. Gl- glad he made it. Yeah, yeah. But very surprising. Yeah, very surprising he made it. Well, he had to make it with the hand that he always showed. Oh, <laughs> I always liked it when he came out. He's like. I don't belong here, but oh, <laughs> you can always show his little hands and stuff. But I have one last question before we wrap things up. Hell yeah! Uh, are you guys happy with how it ended? Anyone? Oh, am I going? For, am I going? For people looking at me again? Uh, no, I am not happy with how it how it ended. I do. I do think that again, all the plot points worked on paper. I just didn't think that any of them felt earned. Do you think Bronn should have been king? Bran. 
Bran? Bronn should not have. Uh, I don't think that the way it was set up, there shouldn't have been a king. Oh. The Iron Throne was gone. The second Sansa like was like, "Hey, we're going to be our own independent state." That's not going to work out. Well, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't understand why the rest of the kings were like, "Oh." We Dip. can do that. That's an option. Yeah. Yo, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just like I thought that the way they were setting it up, especially as far as breaking the wheel, they didn't break the wheel. That just there's just a different form of king now. So like, if if there's going to be a king, sure, why not, Bran? I do love that you said that, and I do love you as a full time friend and a part time mm. lover. <laughs> um, I can I can think... I apply for the full time lover position? Yes. Yeah. Taking okay, applications. Um. So I think that they definitely built it up so that rather than one king making all the decisions, they would have a council of people. Yeah. Right? Like but a now, round table. Yeah. And then, dope. you know, Sam suggests democracy, but then, then they end up doing like Chinese democracy with a handful of people deciding who is going to rule. I right? definitely think that like, though there is a king of all kings, I don't think that that overthrows the council. I don't think so either. I think, I think that them having the choice of choosing the king means that like that they as a council are still in charge. I just would have loved rather than one person sitting on the throne having a whole bunch of people and if somebody's in trouble just like a really and, big they chair? go and stand in front of the council. Yeah, no, they all sit on each other's laps and it's super cute. <laughs> it's like a um, super no, big chair. But it's like like I was just picturing a circular room that people walk in and then they're all sitting on one hemisphere of that room and they're all deciding what will happen to this person. I think that would have been a great way for it to end and it would have been sort of like they cheated in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they kind of did cheat, but... They did, yeah. A lot of people played the Game of Thrones without winning or dying, so... (laughs) Emily? Um, Yes. I liked this last season... Again, it's like the plot points, everything that happened made sense. I agree that some of it wasn't earned and probably could have been written better. But like, I, I'm i happy with how it ended and uh, I'm okay with it. And, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about that. Brendan? Matt, you have some terrific points. Um, I don't disagree with you. I just don't think... I don't know. I guess in a way I don't really feel like I have a right to complain. Um, about, it's art. You always got a right to complain. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, I mean, you can't change what's already happened. So, like, I've just kind of set up. I mean, I like so much of the show that the way that it ended really had no no bearing on how I really gave a shit. Like, I knew that someone was going to end up on the throne, and they did. And I knew that like some character was going to die, and they did. And I was like, okay, well, that's okay with me. Right, but that the ending of the show didn't have any weight as to how I experienced the entirety of it. If that makes any sense. So, like when we got to the end, I remember complaining to Emily about how I hated the long the 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 long night. Was that what it's called? Yeah the the Battle of Winterfell. Episode. Yeah, yeah, I I I said that I hated how it how it worked and stuff. And then Emily and I talked about it a little bit more, and she made some good points. And then I was just like. Yeah, I really don't care. Like, I think it's just like, I think the show was so good as a whole that if the show ended the way it did, it's like, the show ended, you know? And now I can move on and talking about other shows that I like just as much, like Peaky Blinders, which is on Netflix right now. You can go ahead and watch that because it's amazing. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's just, 
yeah, I really don't really have any complaints because I just don't really think the show deserves any hate because the show still brought us, like I said at the beginning of the episode, friendship. The show brought me friendship. I made new friends from watching this show, you know? I had people come over to my house and every single week when we watch this show, we, me and Emily have been watching this show since the beginning. Like, I remember going over to your parents' house and watching the first season, right? So, um... Well, I'm I'm glad that you like it, that it brought people together absolutely, and like you know that uh, that you know you got a lot of enjoyment from going to watch it at Emily's house. But I don't think that that in, innately in of itself means that the show was that like that the finale in particular was of a good quality. I'm not saying I'm not saying I wasn't saying that the ending of the show was good quality. I was just saying that the ending really didn't have a bearing on me as much as I really needed it to have. I, I can agree with that, for sure. I think what we can all agree on is... Shut up, Mom. The show, <laughs> we're happy with the journey, and the destination exactly. doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, it's 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 about the journey, not the destination. Like, and we're all sitting here talking about the show as a whole. Yeah, like, right? you know, you wouldn't, we wouldn't be here right now if the show didn't exist, right? Like, talking about this episode. Like, it, it's just, it's just kind of, like, I'm not saying that the show was great and the way it ended. I'm just saying the things that happened for me happened, and I was fine with them. I'm not saying it was good, nor was it bad. I'm just saying they happened, and I expected them to happen. But that's not why I like a show. I like a show because of how it makes me feel throughout. And I will say it did make me feel great near the end. Like, I definitely think that the whole uh, John killing Daenerys at the end was a bit... I knew it was going to happen, but I thought it was corny as shit. I was just kind of like... That was real lame, super lovey-dovey. Like the whole the whole show was just John was being like, "She's my queen, she's my queen," and it's like, "Yeah, we get it, dude. You really like her, but you also don't like, you know, like it's just kind of, it was just kind of lame." But you know, what are you gonna do? It it's over, and I have my complaints. But being as kind of disrespectful as starting a position about it is kind of ridiculous. And it's, yeah, the petition is crazy. Like, oh yeah. Like I, I like I saw that after the last Jedi, and though that sh- that movie had problems, I think people need to just suck it up a little bit and just kind of be like, yeah, like don't tell somebody else how to do their art. Suck my butt. Yeah, yeah like ridiculous. Like I get, I get, I get that we're allowed to as critics of a society have an opinion on things. That's why we have this show. But I think that we have to still understand that it's like it's not our art. Like, it's not ours. And, like, like no one told Jackson Pollock, hey, you didn't put that piece of paint the proper way. And he just went, oh, j- I'll go fix that for you. Like, it's not like that. Like, you know, or it wasn't like society says an artist needs it. That's just, like, kind of a dictatorship. Appreciate like, it for what it is, yeah. not for what it could be. But that's not discounting the problems with it, though. Of course. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. I just felt like I need to clarify no, that. No, for sure. I, uh, and I don't, I don't really want to bring the point any further i but i yeah. can't stop myself from saying one more thing i'm so sorry <laughs> um and that's just uh i understand this different because this was like a whole setup from like a different season but uh but you don't hear people saying stuff like this about say suicide squad which i think we can agree was pretty bad um and we you, you don't hear people defending it on the same merits of well it's art like 
people can do what they want. You just uh, you don't you don't hear that in the same way. I say I, that about I, Suicide Squad. I say Squad. that about Suicide Squad because I think it had its good moments. Look, I I'm haven't not... seen Suicide Squad. So. <laughs> okay, so, well you're not missing much. I've Margot seen... Robbie was a very good Harley Quinn, and Will Smith they, was Will they Smith. Both, they both did their best to carry that. Exactly, like movie. Harley and Quinn it had its moments. I called. I called. Um, I called Margot Robbie being a perfect Harley Quinn after watching The Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, she would make a perfect Harley Quinn. And there was nobody else in the world that I think was as, just as excited as me when I heard the cast for that film because I was like, I would hear about that 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 run of comics because I worked with some dude who was obsessed with Suicide Squad all the time. So I was super excited about it. And sure, I was really disappointed when the movie came out, but it was just a movie, man. Like, like I and you know here's the other thing is I I know all the behind the scenes stuff about that whole movie and David Ayer is still an amazing director and I still appreciate all the work that he did but that movie doesn't have that big of an impact do you know what I mean like we already were set up in the DC universe world that those movies weren't that good already I would say that I, agree with that I would say sure. that like Superman Man of Steel was not a great representation of More how like that Man sh- of Stole My Money <laughs> Or like, or even you know, this movie that we were t- like told for years that it was going to be amazing, which was Superman versus Batman, and we saw that movie as hot garbage, as you like to say. So you know what I mean? Like we already knew that universe sucked. Whereas this show, it's like we loved the show, and then we didn't. You know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, were you were you happy with how it ended? I'm gonna say yeah. I think so because I think. Like, it definitely had to end somewhere, and it ended somewhere. And, like, I <laughs> love... good. That's good. That's, that's good, yeah. point. <laughs> I loved the show all throughout, and just because it wasn't my favorite ending, I still liked it, and I would still definitely get a Game of Thrones tattoo, so... It's pretty hardcore. Yeah. I was going to was gonna get an Avengers tattoo, but Carmen said no. And that brings us to the end of our discussion of the show Game of Thrones. How do you think we did, Matt? I think we did excellent as always. Hey, Nick, how do you think we did? I think we did phenomenal. Hey, Emily, how do you think we did? Phenomenal. (laughs) Sorry, Emily, go ahead. Phenomenal. Uh, I think we did great. Uh, Brendan, how do you think we did? I think we did stupendous. Hey, Matt, how do you think we did? No, just (laughs) (laughs) Instead of doing our uh, usual arbitrary review for uh, a film uh today we're gonna do something a little bit different matt why don't you give it to us all right i'm on buzzfeed <laughs> we're on uh mary Killbone. <laughs> uh, i'm gonna just give, give you a couple of rapid fire let's hear your answers all right robert baratheon ned stark cal drogo emily kill robert baratheon mary ned stark bone cal drogo that's the right answer nick uh we're talking ed sheeran rob stark theon Greyjoy. kill theon mary ed sheeran bone uh, Rob Stark. That's good. That's a good answer. All right, Brendan. La- Lannister trio. Tywin Lannister. Tyrion Lannister. Jamie Lannister. Kill Tywin. Fuck Tyrion. Marry Jamie. That's also what I would do. Oh, yeah. I would have switched Jamie and Tyrion. No, nah, just because I think t- nah. Ty- Tyrion is a Tyrion's a lover, but I just I feel like I feel like he's not as good as Jamie. I'm blonde. I think I'm Jamie's type. You're not his sister. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Emily. We're talking Cersei Lannister, Daenerys Targaryen, Marjorie Tyrell. Kill Cersei, bone Daenerys, marry Marjorie. All right, uh, which of you two wants hard mode? Yep. You want hard mode? Yep. We're talking the mountain, the hound, Hodor. (laughs) 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 Okay, um, kill the mountain. 
Marry be, the Hound. Can't be done. <laughs> Watch me. Um, With his marry penis. the Hound and then f*** Hodor because he's got a giant penis. Oh my god, yeah. Holy Hodor. Uh, Brendan, we're talking Podrick Payne, Grey Worm, Peter Baelish. If you don't f*** Podrick. <laughs> marry Grey Worm, Bone, Podrick Payne, and the last guy. Kill Peter Baelish. Yeah. You'd kill Littlefinger. Oh, yeah. Interesting. All right. Got uh, a little finger. finger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually... <laughs> Nothing th- there. Uh, th- this last one, just too heartthrob not to, not to do. I'm so sorry. Okay. And that's Jon Snow, Dario Naharis, and Oberon Martell. So um, uh, that's to everybody. What okay, we well, marry Jon. Yeah, obviously. Um, And then I would fuck Oberon and kill Knife Guy because Pedro Pascal... Okay, yeah, I'm so just I'm, have to I'm kill so much of these F words I'm, out. That's, yeah. that's why I've been saying bone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. And I have not. Um, <laughs> um, so kill knife guy, uh, Mary Oberon, and bone, John. I agree with Emily. Yeah. Excellent points all around. Thank you for playing. <laughs> Thank you. And that brings us to the end of another episode of The Real Rant. Thank you, everybody, for coming here tonight and. Uh, actually being able to kind of get together actually we haven't been together like i said at the top of the episode in a very very long time and it's super convenient um so yeah thanks everybody for coming and having this discussion at game of thrones uh we know that it wasn't going to be like super in depth because it was eight seasons of a pretty entertaining show um but we hopefully did our best and we hopefully you enjoyed it so yeah matt is there one last word you'd like to say before we end the show winter emily is i Coming and seen. I was really hoping you'd say Hodor. (laughs) Winter is Hodor.